Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Jeremiah like the Bible. It is Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what that means? What does that mean? It is national. Okay, first and foremost, it's International Nelson Mandela Day. So, okay. yay, my diva. <laughs> he was born on this day in 1918. But it is also National Sour Candy Day. Okay, okay. You are a big candy lover. People don't understand. You know what? I always try and tell Jeremiah, like, he's of a generation that got to be present for a lot of, like, technological advances. Mm -hmm. But I feel like our generation got to be present for a lot of, like, I don't know, like, like, food, like, snacky, like, like toy advances. Gotcha. It was like everyone was playing like wooden toys and eating like <laughs> <laughs> eat, eating licorice. And then my generation, they gave us super soakers mm-hmm. and lick sticks. So you don't even know about that. Is that where you stick the... It's literally a packet of sugar. Right. And you get a stick right. made yes. of sugar. You stick it in. And you lick the stick and stick it in. We... Sweet tarts. When I think about that, that's kind of a weird. Pixie sticks, sweet tarts, lemon heads, apple heads. You weren't here for this. Even Jolly Ranchers were like tangy. But then when they dropped the apple Jolly Rancher, I don't know if Supreme is listening. Supreme was there. We were all there. I bring this back to you all the time. The apple Jolly Rancher was a movement. Now and laters? Come on. Jeremiah's looking at me very nonplussed right now, but I got to let y'all know (laughs) there was a sour candy boom in the 80s and it was a real thing. And I was very involved in it. So yeah, sour candy and crack. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah, actually, yes. And both had people very hype, very hype. You know, I, I just big fan. Now we've got Sour Patch Kids. It was so serious that, you know, Sour Punch Straws. Do you know what those are? Yes. My mom would buy the tub. I often look at my mom and think about like, why were you making these decisions? (laughs) Was I just pressuring her or did she just like not realize that this is a really like, why were you buying me a tub of Sour Punch straws? I know you were jumping off the walls. Had to be. Y'all, I don't even drink caffeine because I already got it. (laughs) Like I'm already there. So uh, I also like, I mean, I was, I don't think I had an excess of cavities, but Sour punch straws to this point. And then my mom had the nerve when I got older to be like, why do you always eat these? You know, you're just being too childish. I'm like, you literally addicted me to them. You fed them to me in infancy. <laughs> like, so I just want to shout out all my National Sour Candy Day lovers. Um, fist raised high, you know, and, and dusting off our shirts because the sugar has definitely landed on there. I'm sure there's a Facebook group. 
that's dedicated to this day somewhere. Big fan. <laughs> really, really big. I love a sour candy and it's my joy. Let's also not forget tear jerkers. Not not only tear jerkers, but the also there was different types of tear jerkers. You know what? Y'all can't even handle it. Let's just get into the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Real ones, no. Real ones, no. <laughs> well, later today in the show, we're going to talk about a hospital that's facing a federal civil rights investigation over the treatment of black mothers. We'll also talk about a company who has a new no quit policy for employees the employer might surprise you i love that there's a no quit policy i don't even know how that's <laughs> how that's gonna work yeah uh, but coming up this hour we're gonna talk about the fda and how they approved the first over-the-counter birth control pill and rapper sexy real sexy real sexy red was invited to speak at a school and let's just say she's getting some backlash for her appearance i just opened my phone while you were talking and mm-hmm. saw a tweet that said entirely possible that a 2024 third party candidate could intentionally or not tip this nation toward a fascist presidential autocracy. Let's get into the show. <laughs> it's Tuesday, y'all. Uh, Tuesday. I hope you are listening when we're talking about these things because they matter because you live here. And I think not too many of us. I want everyone to realize that your vote actually matters like you actually live here and if you think that not voting doesn't matter you need to move yeah it is absolutely illogical and i don't care what hotep is telling you otherwise okay uh we'll get into more of that later in the show this is the amanda steel show give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-AMANDA-8 it's time to listen laugh and learn Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. So before we get into Black Great News, let me just make a mention. I was talking about voting last break. Mm-hmm. When I when it got announced that uh, the show was going to be on 97.9 The Box in Houston, shout out to Houston. Mm-hmm. Like someone in the chat was like, that's the woman that said that black people don't deserve reparations. And I was like, okay, that sounds crazy. Like I would never say right. that. That sounds crazy. But what she was referring to was when I was telling people like, it's two weeks before the election. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to be on some like, if you don't give a rep- give us reparations, I'm not voting for you. Right. And it's late in the game. It's late in the game. Like we got bigger <laughs> fish. Like we have like, it's not that we don't have bigger fish to fry, but like mm-hmm. there's like live fish, like right here in our face to fry. Yes. That we need to deal with. <laughs> and y'all reparations upstream. Yeah. It's upstream. And we need to get there too. We need to get there too. But again, I want to remind everybody your vote matters. And if you don't think it does, Give me a call. Give me a call if you don't think your vote matters, and I will tell you why. That sounds like a plan. Let's do it. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Or you can join me on Instagram, 7 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. Okay. For Amanda Talks America. <laughs> Amanda Talks America. It has a ring to it. Mm-hmm. On amandaseals.com. I mean, sorry, on my Instagram, Amanda Seals. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the FDA. Is that cool? I guess. All right. It's so America. The FDA <laughs> has approved an over-the-counter birth control pill, y'all. So making it the first daily oral contraceptive to be made available in the U.S. without a prescription. This was a move long called by reproductive rights organizations and leading medical associations. So the FDA signed off on Opil, a once-a-day tablet available by prescription since 1973 that will soon be readily available for consumers online and at drugstores, grocery stores, convenience stores. Um, Opil should hit the store, hit store shelves around early next year. The hormone-based pills are the most common for birth control in the U.S. Um, and used by tens of thousands of women since the 1960s. But before that, before now, you've had, 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 have had to have a prescription, which I did not know, Amanda Seals. You did not know 
You need a prescription for birth control pills. What is it like? <laughs> what is it like to just walk around with this thing in balls and just not have to know about things like this? I ain't got to know. And I'm also not with anyone who's taking birth control pills. So ah, it's yes. like, you know, I'm just over here. You have homegirls. Yes. So in my head, it's like you just go to the doctor and they give it to you. But I guess I never thought it was like just not readily accessible. The way people talk about it, like, just go take a pill. Go take a pill. They make it sound like it's just go take a pill. Well, now they have the morning after pill. Mm -hmm. So that is over the counter where you can go to a store. But even that wasn't originally over the counter. But that's why you hear, like, go take a pill. Mm -hmm. Like, your actual birth control pill was needed to be prescribed. Listen, I, I, I need to do more research on this because, in theory, I like the idea that women have access to something that can, you know, regulate their decision-making process on Mm -hmm. having a child. I do also feel though that, you know, birth control pills are hormone based Mm -hmm. and they, I feel like should be decided upon in party with a, with a physician because there are different types of birth control pills. Okay, Not all pills operate in the same way. They don't have the same amount of estrogen. Like some um, have actually, like some people take birth control pills. One, to prevent having a child, but two, like, because it has certain things about the pill that make it good for their skin. Got it. Right. Uh, some for fibroids, et cetera. So it's very interesting to me that this would be approved, uh, because if, I've never heard of birth control pills being something that you would take without the supervision of a physician. Right. So, you know, I'm going to ask my home girl, uh, who is an OB, who is a, she's a gynecologist, um, about it. But in the meantime, in between time, you know, if if you need access to contraceptives, mm-hmm. you now have another option. Right. What do you guys think about the over counter, the over the counter birth control pills? Do you think I'm, you know, being a little too like buttoned up, mm-hmm. thinking that the physicians need to be a part of it? Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing, or do you not give a damn at all? Call us up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Next up, someone who I'm sure is on birth control, Sexy Red. <laughs> uh, she was invited to high school to perform yeah not quite we're not gonna quite. explain what it was what the situation is and we'll talk about it next black Hair news continues when we get back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up hey y'all i'm the amanda seals nope i am amanda seals and this is the amanda seal show yes and i'm jeremiah like the bible let's get going let's keep going with some black Hurt news let's do it so you guys, Sexy Red, the rapper, is receiving some backlash because this past Saturday, Sexy Red shared footage of her walking into a high school gym full of students eager to greet her as one of her songs played in the background. After she uploaded it to Twitter, social media users immediately went on the offensive and slammed the rapper for going to perform at a school and knowing her lyrics are extremely explicit. Um, not only did they slam the rapper, but they also called out the school's principal and whichever administrators had a role in greenlighting the event. So she caught one of this and, you know, she shut this down. She said, basically, she did not go to the school to perform, but she went there to give the boys money for their haircuts and girls bundles for for, for prom week. Because remember, she remembers when she was a, a, a student, she needed those things for prom. So but it's was, July. Yeah. I guess maybe this is summer a different school, school schedule. Summer, summer school age. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This, 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 this is what Sexy Red said, y'all. Okay. We got a fact check with her. But she said she came for a good cause. She didn't come to perform. So she feel like y'all didn't get off our back. With this criticism. Okay. Is there a world though where two things can be true at the same time? Wait, I'm screaming because it actually is July. So now, now I'm like, <laughs> what's really going on? But go ahead. Is there a world where two things can be true at the same time? Mm-hmm. Where you can have gone for a good cause, but it can also have been inappropriate. Yes. Two things can be true at the same time. Because 
Ultimately, she is a sexually explicit performer Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. However, I think there is something to be said for the fact that like blurring the line, like like bringing a sexually explicit performer into a space that is a school Mm -hmm. is not, in my opinion, um, a a well thought out decision. Right, Right. And I think ultimately there's just kind of a certain rubric that you gotta have around like, well, what are we putting in front of the kids when we're when they're at school? Mm-hmm. This is not even college. Like this is like K through 12. Right. Not- and even though she makes music that the kids have access to, mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of parents who don't want their kids <laughs> listening to her uh, sexually explicit music yet. Mm. Especially in a school setting. What That's what's interesting. What song from Sexy Red <laughs> was played in a school setting that was appropriate. Right. Because I think there is something to be said about there are certain artists who kind of walk that line where they're like, some of their music is a little... They're adults. Their, right. their music is... For is, grown people. But they have like... But it, no, but I mean like their music is giving a variety of their experience yes. over an adult life. Right, right. Um, like but, Beyonce was on a surfboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she also was singing Halo. There you go. And all the single ladies. Yeah. And there are a lot of single ladies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the things. Uh-huh. So, um... I do think that there has to be like a mindfulness, especially when you're bringing people into a school building, especially when you're trying to like, I understand there's an idea like we want to kind of get people, the kids go get excited for. But there are plenty of people I think that fit that bill that also that aren't, aren't talking about what color their yeah, vaginas are. I can't are. even say it. Like, it's kind of like, how can I say the lyrics without saying the lyrics? You can't. It's just right there. Um. So, yeah, I, I, this was this was an L for the school. But I am happy. I will say I am happy that she was there to kind of do something positive. I don't know if maybe we could have did it. After hours, I don't even know. But the, just in the, send a check. I think that's, also, that's what I was about to say. I think there's also a version of like you donate, right? You know, in the video, like, hey y'all, sexy red, I'm donating five <laughs> k. Keep it, keep it clean. Keep it, yeah. There's just there has to be a line at some mm-hmm. point, and I know some people are listening. Like, but you all want drag queens to read books to kids, and again, there are performers that have a spectrum mm-hmm. of delivery and of content. Mm-hmm. There are also performers who are very committed to one particular, mm-hmm. like, okay, I love Pusha T. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pusha T should be performing at a school. All of his music is literally about selling drugs. Right, right. Yeah, you can't talk, unless you talk about this is the, this is the uh, how we stop the drug epidemic. Say I just, no. I'm just, just saying, no. like, I think there has to be a certain consciousness mm-hmm. about, like, at the end of the day, this space is about scholarship and learning for children. Yes. Like when I was in high school, we, everybody loved Gucci. Gucci man was big when I was in high school. I don't know if Gucci should come to the prep rally. What's he gonna, is, is you rolling? <laughs> so that all the little kids can be can be sitting there screaming, <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I don't want to do it. No. Great song, great song. <laughs> <laughs> what do you all think? Are we out of pocket? Are we, am, again, am I being too prude? Give me a ring, one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Want to actually add also that this happened on a Saturday, so I'm just trying. I'm trying to put the pieces together. It happened on a Saturday at a school in July. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like the disappearance of Carly <laughs> in Alabama. I'm trying to put the pieces together. All right, hit me up one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible here. So we've been talking about Sexy Red's yes, appearance been, at a high school. We have been talking about her appearance at a high school. And she went there to give money to the students in time for prime, according to her. But the question is, was this a good idea or no? We want to hear from y'all. So call us at one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Tasha in Houston. Hey, Tasha, what do you think? Now, I would say... I don't have a problem with her coming out because I can't. I heard the reason as to why she even went to the school in the first place. And we need to glorify the goodness that's happening and not the lyrics or words that were sang in the song. Which, like people say this, she probably cleans the song up. The kids are already listening to the song. Look at how hot it is. She adjusts the words to allow them to want to stay in school. I would have no problem with it. I'm right, Tasha. Tasha said she's she singing along in the audience. Yeah, but I think sometimes <laughs> we have to realize, like, you're the parent. Right. You're living a different experience. Mm-hmm. You got to give context for your kids. And, like, sometimes at the end of the day, like, that, you know what? We're seeing all this stuff with, like, parents and schools and mm-hmm. what's appropriate, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm not saying my mom I was, appro- I was like exposed me to appropriate things like my mom absolutely took me to Boys in the Hood and I definitely should not have been taken to Boys in the Hood but like at school that I just feel like that's not happening at school right they wasn't playing Boys in the Hood at school. in the auditorium like alright y'all let's go see Ricky <laughs> school is for scholarship and moral like elevation for the kids mm-hmm. in my opinion and I actually I'm right so alright well let's take another caller okay. what do you think about Sexy's Red appearance at the high school One eight five five. I'm in 8 that's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. 262 hey Katrina what do you think now Amanda and this old Sexy Red at the pep rally I wish that was my child's school because people would be losing jobs and I need pain and suffering because I know, oh, them children going to get hyped. That, that's true. And everybody at that rally going to lose their job that day. But, you know, maybe it's the texting in me. Maybe it's down south. You know where the Bible says. But couldn't be me, couldn't be my child. People are losing their jobs. But y'all have a great day. <laughs> strongly worded letters mm-hmm. are being mailed out mm-hmm. people are losing their jobs i don't disagree yeah yeah i mean you know what happened you know what this is a result of what the blurred line between the adults and the kids mm-hmm. and it's like the adults at this point a lot of times don't be much further than the kids from uh-huh. like that that chasm used to be a lot wider mm-hmm. Now the adults and the kids listen to the same thing. They experience in the same things. I, we talk about it on the internet. It's like on social media, like everyone is is commingling. Right. Why am I talking to teenagers casually on the internet? Mm. I don't even know. Are you are you a teenager? <laughs> like, are we in an AIM chat room again? Like, this is bonkers. But different time, different world. And sexy red is out here living in it. And and contributing positive things, but yeah, you know, if she's still giving that money from haircuts. Yes, and I think again, I'm gonna circle back to two things can be true at one time. Mm-hmm. She went out there with a good purpose, 
Mm. However, it had a flawed planning. Right, right. That's my thoughts. I don't know if I would make jobs get lost. Right. But definitely there would be some uproar. Mm. I would definitely be shaking the table. <laughs> shaking the table. <laughs> Coming up next, we got 60 Second Headlines. We're going to update you on what's going on in the world, and we'll do it in just 60 seconds. So keep it locked. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time to get into these 60-second headlines. All right, first up, the Reverend Jesse Jackson steps down as the leader of the civil rights group, the Rainbow Push Coalition. So, you know, I don't know if people, a lot of people know this, but at one point in time, Jesse Jackson was like really a mm-hmm. big leader. He was the one standing on the balcony next to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Rainbow Push Coalition also was created to be a civil rights group that helped people and support people. So him stepping down at 81, it really makes us beg the question, who are our new civil rights leaders? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it on Thursday during the group chat. Who are our new civil rights leaders? Like, what do we even look for in a civil rights leader? And you know what? I think some people may have thought we don't even need them like that no more. Mm-hmm. Well, baby, it's time. It is. It is. Also, up next, we have Elon Musk, who launches his own AI company to compete with Chat GPT. I wish he would just get some more filler in his lips and be quiet. <laughs> Well, who's not going to be quiet is the black unemployment rate because it's continuing to rise despite national job rates declining. So, you know, this is interesting because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, there's like an abundance of jobs out here. But Mm. there's also abundance of people who don't want to hire black folks. Right. So at the end of the day, there's that. And we live in a world and in a nation that is still culturally racist. So we will continuously see this. And we are now seeing legislation be created that actually supports this type of choosing and this type of uh, behavior. So I think it's going to get worse. And then lastly, we have the families of the Buffalo mass shooting victims. They announced a landmark lawsuit, Amanda, against Facebook, the parent parent company and other companies. Um, so hopefully they get some money off this one. Why they're that doesn't understand what does their Buffalo shooting have to do with Facebook? Because yes, because um the white gunman streamed the incident on Facebook. Oh, that's right. Stop. <sighs> get all the money. I hope they buy Facebook. I hope they get all the money and buy Facebook. But well, that's 60 second headlines for you, Amanda Seals. All right, all right. When we come back, we got more Black Your News. Is a federal probe of violent deputy encounters. Violent deputy encounters. That sounds like a, a Ryan Murphy show. Uh, we're also going to talk about, you know, just our thoughts on that. And um, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. And I'm kind of like out of sorts right now because I'm still mad about the fact that I forgot that the tops shooting was broadcasted on Facebook. <sighs> we'll be right back. Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to CMN Seal Show. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Do you have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of Wham? The, George Michael. Yeah, who sang um, "Last Christmas"? I gave you my heart. That is correct. Yes. There's a great documentary on Wham on uh, Netflix right now. We sh- actually, you know what? I'm on strike. Never mind. <laughs> See, look at you. <laughs> actually, no. It's a, well, mm, ah, dang. Ah, I take it back. But uh, 
I, listen to some George Michael music. <laughs> he really knew what he was doing. All right. Happy birthday to, oh, I don't really like any of these people. So happy birthday to late Nelson Mandela. Let's right, do that. Because right. the other names that were there, I'm like, ah. But happy birthday to the late Nelson Mandela. Um, quite a legacy mm-hmm. left behind. We got a whole international day. A whole international day. This is World Nelson Mandela Day. And uh, if you, speaking of documentaries, one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen is called um, Amandla, which means like power, like power to the people. And okay. it is about music's role in the fight to end apartheid in South Africa. And it's like really, really dope. So look out for that. You know, once upon a time, you'd have to get the DVD, but you can pretty much buy it on the internet. All right, y'all. What do we got going on this hour? We're going to talk about a federal probe of violent deputy encounters that's been happening. Plus, we're going to talk about a lot of full-time college students are struggling to have food. There's a lot of food insecurity happening on college campuses. We're going to talk about that. Take some more calls and a big up letdown. We got all that coming at you. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are our show is made into a daily podcast. So if you miss any of the show, you can just go to wherever you get your podcast and boom, we right there. Also, we have Small Doses Podcast available wherever you get your podcast. This week's episode, people have been really, really enjoying it. Uh, Big Sean mm-hmm. checked in with us to talk about side effects of being a new father. You can also watch his episode on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. All right, remember to hit us up. Let us know what's on your mind. Do you want advice about something? Hit us up with that too. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Time to listen, laugh, and learn. See Amanda Seals show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Show. I'm Min Seals. I'm German Like the Bible. And uh, it's not for some black news. It is. So the FBI has opened criminal investigations into violent encounters involving LA County Sheriff's deputies, including one which a deputy punched a woman in the face as she held her baby. Federal authorities visited LA County Sheriff's Department headquarters to take documents related to the probe. Um, department officials confirmed the visit and say they, they plan to cooperate with investigators. Another case that's being scrutinized by the FBI involves a deputy who threw a woman to the ground by her neck last month in a grocery store parking lot after she started recording an arrest with her cell phone. I'm just trying to understand how we got so far away from any level or any semblance of order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at this point, we really are living in a police state beyond, I think, any of our true comprehension. Mm-hmm. And we had a journalist named Cerise Castle join us on Small Doses, Possil- uh, Small Doses Podcast to talk about how she had discovered 24 gangs 
like gangs, gangs, mm-hmm. like operating within the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. And I don't think a lot of us even know, like, the difference between, like, sheriffs and the police. Right. Sheriffs, like, serve the county. Police serve the city. It's, like, a convoluted situation that really just means more people with guns telling people without guns what to do. Right. At the threat of losing their life. Right. And um, this is very serious because it also just reminds us that, like, we really are not, we're not safe Mm. even from those who were supposed to be being protected by. Well, I think that's the the misnomer. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. The misperception. The misperception that they're here to protect us. Because as we know, a lot of times they ain't protecting nobody. They just chilling like a villain. Well, they're not shooting. And, and um, they're not also... They, the, the culture wasn't created for that. Mm-hmm. The culture of policing was started to actually like violate the rights of black people. Right. Right. That was the goal. Um, So it's never been born from a place of like, okay, let's protect citizens. I think there was a messaging that was put out there to try and like trick people into thinking that. But, um, you know, the other part of this is that. So, okay. So Trump is like actively involved in like several high profile criminal indictments. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's like. Cops who are taking pictures with him, right? Because he, because because blue eyes matter. Back to blue, all those things. They love, they love him still. I don't know why, but it, but then they're also over here yelling, "Defund the feds, uh, defund that." Yeah. So at this point, I don't even know what's up or down. Right. But I will say this: when I say defund the police, what I mean is that we need to be taking money that is being put into policing people and actually put it into providing people with resources, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is going to make for a better society, better communities, and less crime. Crime comes out of survival. Crime comes out of boredom. Yeah. And crime comes out of lack of morals and ethics. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is that if you're living in a, in a um, social setting where there isn't much to lose, then you that's the first thing that goes. Exactly. And... To your point, I think we see this place. We see this time right now where we're, we're taught um, cops. Cops are here to help you. They're here to save the day. <laughs> if you if you need help, call nine one one. But then we also see videos of people call nine one one, right? And they're terrorized by the police, specifically people that look like us. Yes. Or there isn't a follow through to actually bring justice to help or aid us in any kind of way. People don't know, but like literally, like there was a Supreme Court case, and there is a known understanding that the police can choose what they want to actually show up for. They mm-hmm. do not have to come to your aid. It is not an actual requirement. It is a choice between them and their squad. They, they want to assist. Yes, you know that it's also legal. I think in certain states too, for police like to lie to you. In the, what? It's, it's legal for them to like lie to you. What do you mean? If they're like, if it's gonna help them like um, investigate something, like they're they don't have to be like truthful if that makes sense. Oh, like when they're doing interrogations on like first forty eight. Yeah, stuff like that. It's it's, it's more um, clear than that. Yeah, um, but I, I found that out. I'm just like, oh. So what are we playing at? What are we doing? What are we so doing? they can be like, oh, well, yes, of course we know they can lie to you because they will come in and say, yo, your boy is singing like a canary mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's going to rat you out. What you going right. to do? Mind you, your boy is over there chilling, <laughs> mm-hmm. has not accepted the McDonald's meal don't and is actually it. standing on it. Don't accept that McDonald's meal, yeah. And don't drink a cup in a, a water in a, a precinct because they could like take that and use for DNA. <gasps> That's the whole thing. Like, they give you some water, don't drink it. Where'd you learn that? The internet. (laughs) 
Y'all, we'll be right back. <laughs> it's the Amanda Seal Show. More Black Root News on the way. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. You know, Jeremiah, when we was off the mic, he was like, y'all need to understand, these people ain't y'all friends. And that applies to this story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So unfortunately, many full-time college students around the country are struggling with serious food insecurity. Estimates show that at least 30% of college students are food insecure, Amanda. Um, The president of the Capital Arena Food Bank calls this a hidden crisis, one of those issues that came out of the shadows during the pandemic. So the U.S. Department of Agriculture relaxed eligibility for SNAP requirements or food stamps um, for college students during the pandemic, allowing those in financial aid with no expected um, family support and anyone who qualified for work study programs, regardless of hours they work to join the program, they could receive food stamps. The researchers estimated that as many as 3 million college students were added to the SNAP program um, and the eligibilities were relaxed, eligibility was relaxed during the um, pandemic. But now, since we at the pandemic, the health emergency is over, they rescinded that. So here we are. Why are we not serving free meals on a college campus? Great question. You know how much money college costs? I, I do know how much money. You know, I was telling you before when we were doing our pre-show conversation, like I didn't realize there were people I was in school with for four years that Mm -hmm. never had a meal plan. Yep. Never had a meal plan. And um, I just, I I, I just didn't realize that that would be something that college students are dealing with because money, because food is readily available on a college campus. Right, right. So there's no reason why anyone who's mm-hmm. there should be starving. Especially because you're, like you said, spending so much money. And I think, too, for a lot of people, like in this case, how they, how they mentioned people who are eligible for the, the program, people who had like no no um, family support. So when you think about how much you're paying for, for just classes, just to even probably get room and board. By the time you get to the meal plan, you're like, I don't got an extra 5K for, for a meal plan. Um, so you end up struggling. And I mentioned this on the show yesterday about how a lot of Americans in general are like struggling with food insecurity. It is because... The eligibility right eligibility requirements for like the SNAP program and the level of poverty are like so strict that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't fall into that bracket, but they also aren't right. making enough like to, to be, not be food insecure. Well, you know, America considers poverty to be like you better be pissing in a bucket, right, right. sleeping on dirt and mm-hmm. reading by candlelight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay. I think we also have to measure poverty different in America mm-hmm. because America is supposed to be like this great land of abundance. Allegedly. And if you're living somewhere where you literally don't even have access to like decent mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. Um, that to me is a lower bar. That's a different bar than if you're living somewhere that doesn't even have like water to pump. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you did your episode on small doses, side effects of Skid Row, yeah. Shirley Rain, she mentioned how like she does a lot of um, work in SoCal with homeless college kids that are like sleeping kids in their are, car. Yes. In the parking lot outside the school building. Mm-hmm. They have a, a designated parking lot because there's so many kids who live in their cars to keep them keep them like safe. I think that's the part for me that they had a designated parking lot. They were like, we're not going to give you like housing, but here's a lot. Mm. We're going to bring Shirley down here and get y'all some sour candy on sour candy day. It's crazy. It's very crazy. I'm not really sure how this gets solved other than the schools themselves being mm. like, let me get you a sandwich. Well, interestingly enough, when I was reading the thing yesterday and they were talking about food insecurity, some people, some experts felt like if you solve that problem, that's like, that's an easy problem to solve. Like we have these other larger yes. societal issues, but yes. feeding people is pretty easy to do because your point, food is readily available. Yes. And if we kind of solve that, 
it kind of helps enable other, these other areas. It's the same way that I said about like defunding the police means mm-hmm. providing resources. Mm-hmm. If you give people basic needs, mm-hmm. it changes things. Yep. People are different. Their minds are operating differently. Their spirit operates mm-hmm. differently. They're functioning at a better higher rate. But Just on a basic level. If you're level. not eating, like you're not even able to function or make rational decisions because yes, you're literally you starving. And then if you're not sleeping because mm-hmm. you're in a car and you don't feel safe and you're uh-huh. not comfortable none of these things are building a person up in a way that makes them the most effective part of society yeah but this is just like common sense and we're dealing with corporate foolishness mm-hmm. actually corporate greed yeah the All big right. g mm-hmm. well let me know your thoughts did you all ever struggle in college with food or do you know anybody who has or is what are your thoughts how do we fix this 1-855-MANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 that's it for Blacker News and we got a big up let down when we get back the Amanda Seal Show we up we up we up it's time for the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show let down let down Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. My name is Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time for the Big Up Let Down. Hey! Big Up, Big Up. Let Down. All right, well, today's... Big Up, Big Up. Goes to Sean Puffy Combs. Uh, his mama called him Puffy, I'm a call him Puffy. <laughs> Last week, he launched Empower Global, a digital, market play, a digital marketplace for consumers to discover, explore, and shop from Black-owned businesses. Okay. It's an e-commerce platform. It was set up to give Black-owned brands an opportunity to successfully reach a bigger audience and empower consumers to shop the best in fashion, beauty, art, and lifestyle. Um, I'm really interested in this because what I feel like we're moving back to in a positive way is the realities around community support um, on larger scales than Mm -hmm. simply just like people having vision. But like, it's like when he, who is a billionaire is creating spaces like this, we start to understand that we are really getting back to where we were during segregated times, which is the understanding, like all we got is us. That's all we got. And even though people trick themselves into thinking that we have equality because we have access we do not have economic equality. Right, right. I don't know why y'all think we do. Like, just because Rick Ross can have the money to have a mansion where he does car shows in a neighborhood that doesn't want him to. In a concert. <laughs> it doesn't mean that that is readily available for all. And the access to that requires so many, like, infinite, perfect things to line up in ways that it doesn't for other groups. So none, uh, So I say all that to say that I think this could be really positive and for all the vendors that are involved um, hopefully there'll be a cohesion that uh, we've seen in the past that was so effective that it actually ended up making white people so mad that they burned things down. But I think we, we I hope that we have learned our lesson that we can't trust that they're not going to try. And do it. And we got to be ready. That is your big, big, up, big up. up. Today's Let Down is the system. Period. (laughs) So I saw this on Instagram and I don't know who said it, but they were right. And they said, why are we not allowed to buy two boxes of Sudafed because they're afraid that you might be cooking meth? However, why am I talking like our executive producer, TJ? Why are we not allowed to buy two boxes of Sudafed? However... An 18-year-old can go in and buy two AR-15s and 365 rounds of ammunition and no one bats an eye. Mm -mm. Great question. But it really speaks to what is this place all about? And why? Okay. 
You shouldn't be able to buy two boxes of Sudafed if you are going to, because people do really be cooking meth. Yes. So I'm not even saying that, like, that's not completely, like, valid. Uh-huh. But why can an 18-year-old buy an AR-15 mm-hmm. and rounds mm-hmm. in the same fashion that you're buying the Sudafed? Like, it's not like you have to show a license. You know you have to show a license when you buy Sudafed? Yeah. You have Any to show your license. Cough syrup, all that Yes. Stuff. And they're recording it just in case you get too crazy. Like you better get you better get well in a week. Don't come back here and buy this again. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I just felt like today's letdown is the realities that the system is incredibly flawed. Mm-hmm. That we are living in a country of chaos. I'm not sure how this gets remedied, but I just want to oftentimes remind y'all: I see you, I hear you. I'm over here shaking my head too. SMH. Today's letdown. All right. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Stay connected with us on socials at Seal Said It. And give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy, like the Bible. Want to remind you that we have our Things I Learned This Week segment every Friday. But you know what makes it even better is when you all call in and you share with me your things that you learned this week. I know y'all be on the internet, y'all be reading, y'all be talking to your friends, you be finding out things that you just didn't know. Well, we want to get in on the knowledge too. That's what the community does. So hit us up, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 6328 and share. All right, remember also if you've missed any part of the show you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts and you can check out the latest episode of my podcast small doses featuring big sean sean dawn uh this week so anywho what do we got we got something coming on we got the phone lines we do we have callers because you know yesterday we we're talking about the just the hailstorm of florida ah <laughs> uh, yes so we have sammy who's actually from florida who had to call in with their thoughts so hey sammy Hey, Amanda. My name is Sammy. I'm calling uh, concerning your, your response. Uh, I'm a Floridian, and uh, I'm also uh, a convicted felon, you know, uh, years ago. But I feel that everyone should be able to uh, have their firearm. I don't care what you've done in the past, as long as, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, not against the law or whatever. Uh, I think everybody should be able to protect themselves and their family. Um, like I said, I'm a Floridian, born and raised there, uh, living in Houston now. And I just feel like, you know, my, my opinion is everyone should be able to uh, protect themselves no matter, you know, if you uh, label as com- uh, convicted felon or not, because some convicted felons aren't found in criminal. So that's my opinion on it. You all jam out. Talk with you later. Well, I don't think that uh, it should be about, like, whether you're a convicted felon or not. I think mm-hmm. he's right. You know, I think depending on what you were convicted for yes, yes. Is, is definitely uh, a part of the conversation. But I think just in general, it should be difficult to get a gun. Yeah. 
And people are like, it's gone too far. At this point, we can't turn back. This is the way it is. And I just think that's also BS. But I think if you live in Florida, I don't know if he lives in Florida or Texas, but he's like, you know. He lived in Florida and now he lives in Texas. So he's like, I just want to be able to have my gun to protect myself. I can't fault that because at this point, the landscape that's been created Mm -hmm. has been you need a gun because everybody else got a gun. What I'm saying is that that is the problem. Right. That everybody got a gun. You can just get a gun. I would lean in. You could build a gun. You could print out the internet. Baby. <laughs> you can just imagine a gun. It's just like, but I'm bump. So I just think that's trippy. Give us a call, 1 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 Thank you for giving us a call, Sammy. And remember, our phone lines are open 24 7. So even if something comes to mind when we're not on the air, you can still give us a ring and we will make sure that we can put it on radio airwaves for you and yours. Now, coming up next, a popular restaurant has a no quit policy. That whole sentence sounds weird to me, but we're going to get into it and we're going to share some of uh, what you got. Actually, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say was, how do you feel about the word colored? Okay. As a black person, we're going to get into that all up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. Um, before we get into this day in history, want to let y'all know that you get to live some of my history. You have a new series, a new vlog series called Amanda on the Move, premiering on my YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. Uh, last year, I was on tour for six <laughs> months. A long time. It was a time. And um, I would love for you all to go on that journey with me and check it out. So make sure you go to Amanda Seals TV. And while you're there, subscribe, like, comment. Share with a friend all the things. And this is also going to determine if I'm going to continue doing vlogs. <laughs> yeah, because Jeremiah, I just don't know if people care about the vlogs. If people want to see my vlogs. You know, like, I look at Adrienne Bailon and like her vlog game, y'all, is top notch. Come on, Adrienne. Top notch. That's my sis, Adrienne Bailon. But, you know, I don't know about my vlog game. I don't know if it's as top notch. So let me know if y'all are feeling it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to keep it going. On this day in history, Leonard C. Bailey. A black man was granted the patent for the folding bed. Hmm. It was used for easy storage and portability and was adopted by the U.S. Army. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> and they still had segregated units. Damn. <laughs> Wait, hold on. And my, my response to that is... They said, we'll take the bed. But you, Negro, over there. Get out of here. Mm-mm-mm. What do we got coming up this hour? Well, we're going to talk about what restaurant is enforcing a no-quit policy in some of their locations. So you, if y'all go apply for a job, you can't quit. Can't quit. Also, a GOP House member, Eli Crane, referred to Black Americans serving in the military as colored. Live on TV. How do we feel about that, Amanda? The, the word colored? <sighs> this in general? I have strong words! <laughs> Plus, we got to talk about how Black we feel today. So that's coming up this hour on the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. All of this is going down and it's going to be a good time. So that means you shouldn't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Tuesday to you. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah. I like the Bible. And uh, we got some black hurt news. Yeah, yeah. We do, we do, we do. Ooh. All right, y'all. So Representative Eli Crane from the GOP is receiving backlash from lawmakers for comments he made in regards to black Americans in the military, referring to them as, quote unquote, colored people. Um, fellow House Democrat Joyce Beattie spoke out against his word choice and she asked for the words to be stricken from the record. Let's actually listen to the exchange and then we'll talk about it, Amanda. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. Okay, it has nothing to do with color, Mr. Speaker, your skin, your, any of that stuff. What we want to what we want to preserve and maintain is the fact that our military does not become a social experiment. We want the best of the best. We want to have standards that guide who who's in what unit, what they do. And I'm going to tell you guys right right now. The Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans, they are not they are not doing this because they want the strongest military possible. I Gentlemen, hope my colleagues on the other side can understand what we're doing. Thank you so much. Mr. Speaker, to be recognized to have the words purposes, colored gen- people. For what purposes generally seek recognition? She's about I'd to like say. to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken. Uh, from the record. I find it offensive and very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. My favorite part is the person in the background. <laughs> yes. And very inappropriate. <laughs> you know, black people get a two cents. They gonna give it. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm seeing people say things like, well, I mean, people of color is okay, but colored people is not. The NAACP, the C actually stands for colored. So why mm. is this an issue? You know why it's an issue? Why? Because I could call myself a bad bitch. Okay. But you can't call me a bad bitch. Right. Especially if you at one point were calling me a bitch in the (laughs) complete context of negativity and defamatory and degradation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it is so hard for people to grasp the power of language. Right. And the fact that violent language has been used for against black people to supplant, to oppress, to discriminate against black people for times and times and times and ages and ages and ages. When we hear that same language used, by the way, in the context of an era that is very much trying to bring back the old days. Right, right. You got to call it out. You got to say, no, no, no. People of color is different than colored people. I don't actually like the term people of color because mm-hmm. not not because I think it sounds like colored people, but because I just think it, it tries to force an allyship that doesn't actually exist. Right. But- We all know that the term colored people was used to discriminate and Mm -hmm. oppress black people. Mm -hmm. Water fountains said colored only. They did. Buses, colored. Mm -hmm. Movie theaters, colored. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you could not use these spaces. Okay? So you're not going to come here in the... the, 
in the well in the House of Representatives in 2023 talking about the armed forces, which, by the way, had colored infantries uh-huh. because the, the segregation that far. Well, you yes. could die for us, but not next to the white boys. <laughs> not next to us. <laughs> you could die there. for us, but not next to us. <laughs> right, right, right. So for them to act like they don't understand this, and the, the NAACP was created during a time where they literally were protecting colored people. Uh-huh. So that word in the context of the NAACP, to me, is more so a continuous reminder of like, this is where we come from. Right. This is where this this mm-hmm. organization comes from. That being said, no, it is not okay. I'm glad that they got up. And you see the elders. The elders was like, no, I was here when there was colored over the water fountain. Right, right. What do you think? I agree with you. I think, um, to your point, like as language evolves, like that's why you see now we had like Black Lives Matter because yes. now we're black. In my opinion, when you white and you're just some black people, I want to hear African American. I want you to get the, the most politically hmm. correct thing. And then I can be like, no, it's cool. You can say black. I want you to I feel- I got to give you permission. Right. I want you to feel like, oh, what, can I say that word? Because first of all, color is crazy. Color people. Color people is crazy. Because, because there's no context that white people have ever used that term where it was okay. Right, right. That's the thing. Like, there's no there's no version of that. Mm-hmm. Especially when it just comes out just in language. I'm like, oh, you be calling me color people in the bathroom on your lunch break. What he wanted to say was... <laughs> yeah, but he can not say that. He said, what's the next word? Color people. Then he tried to come back to the mic and say, can I re... Uh, can I restate like my mm-hmm. statement? And she came back to the mic and was like, I did not ask for an amendment of the statement. I asked for the words to be struck. Her. What do y'all think? Are we over pressing it? We're not. But if do you think we are? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And next we're going to talk about a company that's enforcing a no-quit policy in some of their stores. Yeah, we're going to get into that because we don't know what a no-quit policy even means. We'll be right back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Jeremiah, let's get into some more Black Root News. All right, let's do it. So McDonald's is under fire for implementing a no-quit policy in some of their locations. So a no-quit notice was hung in a McDonald's, um, practically forbidding employees from quitting on the spot without it essentially being approved by management. It has been made clear that the sign originated in a single McDonald's franchise as opposed to a worldwide corporation move. Um, the message near the bottom of the sign read that <laughs> reads the reasons for, new, for the new quit, for the new no quit policy is that because we feel that many situations can be resolved. It is policy that an uh, employee cannot quit unless he or she talks to the restaurant manager or area supervisor, unquote, end quote. What's the repercussion? If you quit um, unnecessarily. If you quit without giving two weeks notice, what's the repercussion? I guess you're probably banned for life from eating McDonald's in the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't feel like it's really... It also feels like bigger than a McDonald's problem. Mm-hmm. I think it once again reminds us that like a lot of these places and spaces just don't understand people. Right. Um, I have been an employer of people as well as like, a, you know, working with contractors, etc. Mm-hmm. For a long time now. I've been incorporated since 2006. Oh, Your girl been at it. Um, And, you know, I try and be as fair as possible in the realities that sometimes things things don't work out, Mm -hmm. right? For a myriad of reasons. Mm -hmm. But I try to make sure that, um, no, I try to. I make sure that people get a month of wages after. Okay. So my thought process is this has reached its, you know, culmination, Mm -hmm. but you, 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 it's like a severance of sorts. Yes. Um, and I'm not necessarily technically like 
reg, reg, like I don't have to like obligated. obligated to pay that. But I think what we don't realize is that a lot of these companies just really look at people like they are just AI anyway. Like mm-hmm. they look at humans like, okay, there's another one of you that'll do this job. Right. And it's really disheartening because it isn't the case. Um, someone had said, well, if I have to give two weeks to, to get fired, uh-huh. like, why can't then y'all need to give me two weeks when you fire me? And right. I feel like that's fair. People have that. People have that uh, that mindset about this. I think I'm I'm curious because I feel like if you have to put a whole no quit policy up at your store, <laughs> then you got high turnover, and it's like, what's really going on at this McDonald's location that we have to put a whole no quit policy up? It's also the idea that they're like, you know, things can get fixed. So like that means that probably the person there <laughs> is not someone who's a problem solver, right? Right. And they're making the situation so annoying and frustrating that people are like, I don't want about it that's the thing though that's really a thing i've been in places where people were just like because you honestly you can see someone's behavior through everyday interactions before we even get to a conversation about quitting how you handle other situations if i brought up a problem with the with the fryer how'd you handle that you didn't handle that so imagine (laughs) if i try to bring you to the idea of you quitting and try to uh, mediate that you probably be terrible at that too so why we have a conversation and also i think for a lot of people with hourly jobs they aren't just regarded as much. They're kind of like, I'm doing this to to make money, to, you know, pay my bills. It's a job. It's yeah. not a career. Not a career path. They're like, I'm here to keep these lights on. And now I got a job at Burger King. I don't know. Or the Wendy's up the street. They they paying a little bit more. But you had also said that you feel like it's those jobs that be having like the most, the most. extensive rules and guidelines. And it's uh-huh. like, because I think that they know that people are not regarding this with any level of like reverence per right. se, but they are looking at it though as like, this is a resource that mm. I need to pay my bills. I never forget. I work at a country club for a bit. Um, this after I, I talk. So I had a nose ring. I had a whole nose ring in while I was teaching these kids. Nobody said nothing to me. I get to this country club. The lady's like, yeah, that nose ring has to kind of go. We can't, we can't have that here. I'm like, that's racist. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? What? It, like, how is a nose ring perfect, like preventing me from carrying this person's golf clubs? Not even that. Up here popping these champagne bottles behind here, making sandwiches. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's an hourly job. I'm just here to get this little check real quick. Before I do my next thing. Now, by the way, just a side note, don't use that language when you're actually applying for a real job. <laughs> so I am currently uh, looking to hire a producer for Small Doses Podcast. And I just want to remind everybody, you can apply at amandaseals.com. Say you make it to the interview. Do not be up in the interview talking about, oh, I'm in transition. Oh, you know, I'm just trying to make a little money. You know, yeah, I'm saying I got to pay my bills and don't talk to me about your podcast. I am not interested. All right. When we get back, we all take it to the summer. We are. It's time to talk about the cookouts, y'all, because I know you out there in your mandals. We'll get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you know what? What? It's cookout season. It is. Family reunion as well. Mm -hmm. But we want to get you ready for the cookouts. I just want to get people prepped. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not only the summer of seals, but it really is like, it's hot. We got a lot going on in the negatives of things, but Mm -hmm. these are positive times to spend with each other. Yes. We just want to make sure that all our black folks are cookout ready. Because mm-hmm. okay. one thing black people, they can put some meat on the grill. <laughs> Honey. Put some meat on that grill. Yes. So first things first, you're talking about grilling skills. Yes. You got to get your grilling skills in order. If you are not a griller, mm-hmm. stay away from the grill. Yes. I think sometimes people get overambitious. 
And now we're all over here eating hot dogs and you talking about, nah, the char is for flavor. No. The ch- no, it's not. No. No, it's not. Cut it out. Also, have a designated potato salader. Okay. Have a designated potato salader. You know, I think sometimes it gets a little willy-nilly and now mm. you over here trying to buy potato salad at Winn-Dixie. Mm. And I don't know that we can trust that. No. I don't know that we can trust that. So, you know, it's, it's important that we have a mindfulness about that. Uh, we also know that at a cookout, it's going to be some games. A lot of games. A lot of games. Now, I didn't realize that Uno was making such an appearance at cookouts. Yes. People get serious about Uno. Almost as serious as they get about? Spade. Okay. Here's the thing. The cookout is not the time to learn how to play spades. What is the time now? It's never On your time. own time. <laughs> you can't. That's the time. <laughs> On your own time. We now have all of this YouTube university. Mm-hmm. You can set up your four hands. Okay. And move from each hand and play yourself. Like, literally, I'm not kidding. That is the time. No one is trying to teach you how to play spades in the middle of playing spades. Cut it out. I know, because I still don't know how to play spades for this reason. The the people don't want to teach the kids, the youth, like they say they do. They don't really (laughs) want to do that. Now, there's another level of game that happens at the cookout that, you know what, is only for the strong at heart. What? Dominoes. Okay, yes. I'm not a, I don't even play with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even stepping into the domino ring. People start slamming down bones. And, you know, it's all heads. Like people that yeah. were just in another time of life. Also, black people, every black family has their own set of rules for every single thing. Yes. It's like, what are we doing? Y'all be adding these extra rules that nobody ever heard of. Like, <laughs> well, this is the rules in this house. This is the rules in this house. She's like, you know what? Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I don't want to do it no more. I don't even want to do it no more. But of course, we need to always have a consciousness that these are the things that happen. Yes, yes. Now... We're also going to have to get on the dance floor. Got to. At every Smartphone and Black show, we have the Black Barbecue moment where we all know that a certain song is going to come on. You're going to have to put your plate down. It's time to electric slide. It's mm-hmm. the same song at every affair. And it is Frankie Beverly and Mays, Before I Let Go. Mm-hmm. When you hear, everybody knows to enter the ring. However, there's also now been additions. Mm-hmm. We got folks doing the Cupid Shuffle. Yes. The wobble is a big one. Black people love a wobble now. They love a wobble. They go wobble every single time. I also have seen some new ones floating around on the internet. People have had this Tamiya little shuffle and Ah, uh, yeah. And me, I could actually dance. You know, I have like rhythm, but for whatever reason, I'm like, I cannot get it. Like, it's like, it's so many steps. Just like, are y'all really doing stuff or y'all just stepping in circles? But people have made like slow motion videos on TikTok. Like, listen, y'all, this is the, this is the cadence. <laughs> listen, here's the thing. Y'all have to understand every year, like th- not even every year. At this point, it feels like every week there's a new uh, iOS update for blackness. Yes. And sometimes, you know, your download just ain't hitting. Did you see the new birthday song? Apparently, I've made? heard about this in the zeitgeist, uh-huh. but we're going to have to address it on the show because <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? This is a thing. We'd have a meeting about this, guys. Where's the group chat? What was the, the text messages sent out? Also, make sure you have the right clothes. Yes. It's the summer. Some cookouts are going to require a white linen. Mm-hmm. It's just the facts. Have a white linen on deck. Whites, guys. Mm-hmm. Not cream. Mm-hmm. White. Actually, mm-hmm. are we? can we do cream? It really depends on who your who your function leader is. <laughs> people have different rules like in different houses. Some people might get, let you in with an off-white. Some people have like a little color match at the door and you can't come in. Who, who really knows? And don't be the one who's like, I'm wearing black. Okay. Those like, people, ugh. Don't come. This is my last thing I want to say. What? You know, folks love to invite any type of white person that does anything <laughs> even remotely like civil to the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Don't. At all. If this person is not 
a part of your marriage, shared marriage license. If you have not lived with this person a minimum of three years, if you have not created life mm-hmm. with this person, don't bring him. Don't do it. Don't bring him to the barbecue. We got to stop. We got to stop with the just, oh, this is Susie. You know why? Let me tell you why. Because black people have been predisposed at this point. It's so deep in our DNA to always make sure that white people feel safe. We always, we end up tending to them instead of to each other in the space. Right. That's what always happens because we just them kind of folks. Now we fixing plates for for Ashley H. Oh, I ain't fixing my plate now. Hold on. You know, folks is ch- chit chatting with Ashley H. <laughs> they want to make sure she feels safe. Mm-hmm. I saw a photo the other day with a couple couples. Right, it was Greg Mathis, it was Jordan, Michael Jordan, it okay. was um, Magic Johnson, uh-huh. and it was Samuel L. Jackson. Everybody had their black wife, and Jordan has a little white wife, and you know. That they always trying to make sure she felt good on the vacay. You could, you could, girl. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, those are our rules for the cookout. Those are our ways for you all to just remember, you know, just remind yourself. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. That's right. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. We ain't nobody's who. No, we shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this time. We shine. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. You know what time it is? What time? How black do you feel today? Jeremiah, like the Bible. How black do you feel today? Um, I feel Uncle Jerry black. You're like, who is Uncle Jerry? It's just me. <laughs> Because there's this new like Uncle Jerry. filter on TikTok that shows you how you look when you're like older and everyone's been like doing it. And it's like, oh, one day I'll actually be like an older guy. And, like you get to like, kind of like see how you will be. And people have been talking about how our generation will be as like grandparents. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and it's just like shenanigans. Like even people are like, I'm, when I uh, tell my kids to, uh, and my grandkids to clean up on Saturdays, we play the Beyonce album. That's the week we play on, the, on, on Saturday. Y'all love it. <laughs> and that's when people also do the whole like, I'm going to tell my kids such and such. Right, right, right. So that's, the whole, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like Uncle Jerry. Because I'm sure one day I'm going to be an old man. I hope so. I hope so too. I wish that for you. But that feels had me looking a little crazy. I was like, oh yeah, I was gonna ask, how did you feel when you saw it? Well, I'm like, I'm black. I'm not gonna look like this. I'm gonna look a little bit more youthful. It had me looking like I was 107. That can happen. Black people really do be living. Yeah, but I'm like, this supposed to be like in the next 50 years. Not, (laughs) but I ain't gonna look like that. Let me find out. They gave you the sharecropper filter. Listen, (laughs) how black do you feel today? I feel black college weekend black. Okay. So, you know, during the 90s, they had like the white kids at spring break with MTV and such. And mm-hmm. then BT was like, we got to get step it up. And so now they have Black College Weekend and that was taking place in Daytona. And it was just like every day they was out there in the sun, okay. in the different bikinis, just taking it in. And that's how I have been every day this July with the Summer of Seals. I'm having my own Black College <laughs> daily in my backyard. And it has actually been very good for my mental health. That's like, good. I really like take the time during the day to just like I do my work I do my work and then I just take a couple hours to just really just listen to some music read look through magazines but like it's been really good to just kind of 
clear my head for what's ahead. It's the vitamin D. Yes, it is. So very necessary. So that's how black we feel today. Hit us up. And if you feel like telling us how black you feel today, we want to know. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Also remember to hit me with your things you learned this week. I want to get the knowledge too. Remember, we got Black Green News coming up. Pause and say the darnest thing. 60 second headlines and your big up, let down right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. the bible and it's time to listen laugh and learn because it's the word of the day all right let's do it the word of the day is a noun okay homily h-o-m-i-l-y homily um not to be confused with emily (laughs) homily um homophone homie um (laughs) home to be home taking turns going in different directions different directions Homily, I think maybe to be um, a peacemaker, maybe. Maybe that's the word. You're I mean, home. that's going in a kind of similar direction. So basically, a homily is a short talk okay. on a moral topic. Okay. It can also refer to like an inspirational catchphrase. Like, ooh, I know she broke up with her man because she started posting a bunch of homilies <laughs> on the Instagrams. They do do that. They do do that. They do do that. It is a thing. I don't even know where they be getting them from. I'm like, is there a source that you're getting this from? Are you making them? Somebody said the same thing about like those like very distinct Facebook memes that old people only seem to find. With, like, the, with the laughing emojis. It's like that. And it's sometimes like sparkles. It's like all types yeah. of stuff. And it'll be like, I love you. Happy Friday. God but bless. It's, but it's like raining glitter. Yeah. It's like, who's where making these? Where are you these? getting these from? <laughs> where are they? The same place where you're getting like rhinestone water bottles. That's where. <laughs> well, we got more for, more show for you. What mm-hmm. do we got going on? This hour, we have our segment, Politicians Say the Darndest Things. Plus, we have 60-second headlines because there's so much we couldn't get to in the show. Bless your big up let down. So we got all of that and more. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You can also check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. It's my little show where I have just dope, in-depth conversations with dope people. Uh, we, we have this week, Big Sean. He really does interviews, but he decided to sit down with us to talk about being a new dad. And it was really, really dope. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast and you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Stick around. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. Hey, y'all. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. Hello, everybody. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It is time for... Politicians Say the Darndest Things. All right, y'all. Today's politician is 58-year-old GOP representative Tim Burchett. Last week, he introduced... Burchett. 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 Like prosciutto. Um, (laughs) Or maybe not. Last week, he introduced the amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act that would require transgender men to register for the draft. He had this to say. The Biden administration is so serious about prioritizing so-called equity that no one should have a problem with my amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, which would require anyone who identifies as a man to register for the selective service. If these folks want to be treated like men, they need to act like men. 
I don't support the woke agenda, as you know. I'm fully against it. But if Democrats want to play ball, then let's play some ball. Let's see what excuses they come up with for opposing this plan. It puts some real responsibility on the folks. that we're all, And we're all sick of these games. We're sick of the Democrat leaders' hypocrisy. But if they insist on going down this road, they should expect the responsibility that comes with it. Or we could toss the whole woke agenda in the Just garbage can where it, it Just belongs. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. It's such an immense level of idiocy. I can't even like continue listening to it. The fact that these are the people that are elected. Mm-hmm. These people are elected. They're put in position and they have leadership. What are you talking about? You say he wouldn't be You know what the woke agenda is? Caring about people. <laughs> the woke agenda is literally having a consciousness about mm-hmm. systems that are in place that prevent people from the pursuit of happiness that they have a right to as Americans. Right. That's the woke agenda. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and they and they made it. I literally was about to say that. They made that. You made it up. You made that up. And why is that not your agenda? Right. What, how are you literally vilifying, giving a damn about people mm. that are citizens of this country? Mm-hmm. I just, and you know what? He thinks he's being real smart here. And that's the part. I just don't want y'all to ever let these people trick you into thinking that they sound smart. There is no draft, Jeremiah. Right. I ain't been drafted. And like, what are you actually proving here? Because if you say that you want to reinstate the draft mm-hmm. and that all men have to sign up for the draft, well, then you're saying that all men have to join up for the draft. Right, right. So that includes your children. And I would say him, but you know, he he, he, too, he, he passed uh, his prime. Um, also, cutting off nose despite their faces. Go ahead. Y'all don't even like, uh, y'all really wanted uh, gay people in the army. Don't ask, don't tell. So the fact that you trying to act like all of a sudden we go put the trans people in the army too. Y'all don't want them. Y'all really want women in the army. Let's be, let's be very, or anybody that's not a white man. We being for real, for real. Didn't want nobody in the army. So I'm- mind you, what is the actual like? Okay, let me not, let me not say what I'm about to say. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Um, but the more the story is, guys. No, to- actually, I'm gonna say this. Okay, ain't no white man won no war by themselves. Oh, that's facts. That's that's not in this country <laughs> at all. No white men. And mm-hmm. some might say, what about the Civil War? They literally shipped in Haitians. Mm-hmm. Black people joined the war. Yes. And had an option of if you come and put your life on the line, you can mm-hmm. get free. Yeah. Native Americans. Mm-hmm. So cut it out. Mm-hmm. And even like with like the World War, you had oh, yeah, of other countries fighting on, on behalf of American. Mexican infantries. Mm-hmm. Read your history books. I mean, they probably got a band, but I don't know. <laughs> The internet is here. Yeah, touche. <laughs> touche. So that was some dummy timber shit. Again, these people, they are elected officials. What that means is that you can get them out of office. You can remove them. You can rescind their ability to speak this type of villainous, oppressive, dis... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Discriminatory language. And we're going to need to do it. And we're going to need to do it in mass. All right. Now, coming up next, we got all the stories that we could not get to. It's in our 60-second headlines on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. About to head on out, y'all. 
My name is Amanda Seals. My name is Jeremiah Like the Bible. Uh, tell the people what they missed if they're just joining us. Well, we talked about Sexy Red getting backlash for visiting a high school to give out bundles and haircut money for Prime Week in July. <laughs> we also <laughs> talked about a new over-the-counter birth control pill that's coming um, next year. So then look out for that. That's been FDA approved. Also, the right and wrong way to quit a job because a McDonald's franchise had a no-quit policy that they implemented. So that was crazy. And plus, we have to get ready for the cookout with some of our very own rules and regulations that you need to be prepared for any barbecue this summer. All of that, all of that went down. If you missed any of it, you can check out the latest in the Seal Show podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out Small Doses podcast. This week, we were joined by Big Sean talking about side effects of being a new dad. And you can also watch the episode on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. It's available. Also, you can join me on Instagram at 7 p.m. Pacific on Thursday for Amanda Talks America. I'll be speaking with you and yours about what is going on in this country and what we can do to change it. All right. So I hope to see you all there. Mark your calendars. Get there because I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be on time. All right. Coming up on Wednesday's show, we'll have all your Blackroot news plus your big up let down and another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. All that and more is coming up tomorrow on The Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.